Do you remember that scene in Spider-Man where Spider-Man gets bit by the spider and that's how he gets his powers and it's like a special spider? I can't father. story of Spider-Man. Of course we know that. All right. Good. We're, I'm among friends. Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for mustard and ketchup. I am Fenwald Griswick. <laughs> Gotta have the condiments. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's a real thing. I am Chaotic Anarchy. And I'm TK. <laughs> that's, that's right, you Why are. You're doing like good. That? He didn't remember who he was. <laughs> I give this podcast an eight out of ten so far. I'm gonna uh, write I it down. I totally forgot Google my name Drive. there. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get a name tag. I'm TK. <laughs> Just look down at yourself. Yeah, look at your chest, TK. <laughs> and with us, we have a guest. Woo! Say hello to GM Lee. Hello. hello. Wait, are they saying hello to me? Hello or? to okay. you. Hello, everyone. He is our friend from Mage Productions. Uh, What kind of productions, you ask? Well, we're going to get into that when we talk to him in our interview segment. Uh, After that, we're going to have our our tabletop treasure trove, uh, where TK discusses uh, choose-your-own-adventure D&D games. We're going to do a community watch thing real quick. After that, our regular tea time. And then finally wrap it up with what's in the box and then what's coming up in the Thread Raider world. Yes. Uh, but first up, GM Lay, uh, you make miniatures, is that correct? Uh, I paint them. I do not make them, but yes. But you're an aspiring maker of miniatures. <laughs> yes, correct. Well, as soon as we get your coffee up there, dude. Oh my you gosh. you got to make your own. Yeah. I'm at like 38% right now. What does that mean? What coffee? Is uh, it decaf? <laughs> no, God, blasphemer. Oh, no, um, it's that's not terrible. really coffee if it's decaf, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Yeah. It's just dirty I can water, drink coffee really. all the time. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. I'm a dirty water. That's man. why we're friends. <laughs> dirty water man. <laughs> no, that's tea. Tea is dirty plant water. That <laughs> is dirty plant water. That's tea is tinted my area water. Of expertise. <laughs> the one thing Ugh. that we know about on this show is tea. Tea time. It's true. So. Tell us, how did it all begin with this painting of miniatures? Um, actually, so I was playing in a D&D group, and one of the guys that was in that group at the time got a job at Cool Mini or Not. Oh. Um, they make board games and the like. They're a pretty cool company. They're local here to Georgia. And he brought a few minis to the table and was like, hey, these are cool. Let's play with them. And... <laughs> So he gave me one of them, and I was like, this is so cool. I want to paint it, but I don't know how. So for my birthday, my mom was like, what do you want for your birthday? So I was like, well, there's this like learn to paint Reaper kit. Let's get that. <laughs> I want to paint this three-inch dude. Right. <laughs> it's the only thing I want for my birthday. Paint this tiny little plastic man. Um, yeah, and that's... 
it all just went downhill from there. Please tell me that's how you described it. I want to paint this tiny little plastic man. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. She was like, what is that? So I got the little guy, and He's I was my like, look, friend. I want to paint this. She's like, why? <laughs> Don't ask questions. Just accept it. So how does this work? Do you like blast him with rustoleum and you know like give him a nice base coat and then from there you just kind of uh, you know wing it? Um, wing it, yes. I usually don't base my minis, which I get a lot of flack about in the internets because everybody bases them. I guess it's easier. I haven't tried it. I don't know. Could be. You won't get any flack from us. There is no such <laughs> thing as a as a more baseless podcast on the planet. <laughs> I mean- you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I just kind of wing it from there. So I notice with a lot of people who paint miniatures, they have different reasons for doing it. And one of the popular reasons is that it's very therapeutic to do. Do you find that to be why you enjoy this so much? Oh, extremely so. I just sit down at a table and put on music, drink a beer, and paint. And just kind of forget about everything else. Because I have to concentrate. Because the little dude. They're so small. For me, it makes me want to burn things down to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It is too tedious for me. And they look more like tiny little Picasso paintings than they do tiny miniature men of happiness. So People are into that. Obviously. Yeah. Do you have like one of those jeweler's loops that you have to like mount into your eye so that you can see the (laughs) tiny details of the of the piece? I don't. I don't. I just hope for the best. I just have teeny tiny little brushes and I'm like, this will be fine. Stroke. Aw. Have you ever been like painting an iris and you've gone too far and I have to throw the whole thing away? Yes. So many times. Oh, so many times. That hurts. That is. Yeah. Yeah. And you stream it's, some it's of this too, right? I do. Yeah. This is a recent thing. People seem to like it. I'm painting anyway. So. Yeah. I'll put a camera in front of it and you can watch. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Do you have like lounge music going in the background? Um, I usually listen to like Monster Cat or oh. something like that. Sure, yeah. sure. Cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's apropos. Mm-hmm. It's, fun. I've, it's fun. I've watched your streams. They are nice. Like I, <laughs> I wish I could paint minis, but my hands don't let me. <laughs> I had it up on the big screen one day and my dog just sat down in front of it. It was like, I'm watching this now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So tell us more about Mage Productions. What's going on over there? Oh, man. So Mage Productions is a kind of side hustle that my current D&D group and I are doing. We have a podcast called Mage Productions where we do everything from kind of roundtable discussions about D&D things. We do interviews with people from around the community and reviews of products and kind of everything in between. Um, we also write and release content. I think we have two or three one-shots up right now on DMs Guild. Um, and we have t-shirts. Yay! Nice. Yay! Oh, I want a t-shirt. I'm going yeah. to get one right now. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, they're so cool. <laughs> where, where do we go to get one? Uh, you can go to mageproductions.com. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we, we have all of our 
all of our offerings listed there. And who else does the productions with you? So it is myself and then kind of everybody that I played D&D with at the time. Uh, I have my friend Joe and then there's Brad and Kate and Kyle and we all kind of pitch in in different spots within the productions to kind of get out materials and do what we can. Awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. I've listened to a few of your episodes and you guys sound like you have an amazing time. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I like talking about D&D and gaming and all of that in general. So talking to other people about it as well and kind of bringing in them, it's it's always a good time. Yeah, for me, when it comes to D&D, I don't like those rule-heavy games because I feel like it limits your creativity, but I feel like in your games, you allow that creativity to flow through, which makes it really interesting. Yes, yes. The more creative, the better. <laughs> That's a big, important thing in D&D. Uh, I'm, I'm an old D&D player. I've been playing for 26 years now. I still have my first edition book, which says, Rule Zero, the GM makes the rules, Roll 0.1. Everyone should have fun. <laughs> I remember my second stream online was hardcore rules heavy and I could barely play the game. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what the rules are. Yeah, so. that's exactly that. how I felt. And I was like, oh, that's a thing. And there was like a, like a limit to carrying things, which is a very big problem because... I like to hoard things. <laughs> All my characters are very much hoarders. See, <laughs> so yeah, I point out that in our our carnival of horrors, Rick had a uh, carriage and ponies in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best bag ever. <laughs> Hold on, let me get my carriage. So, Lee, tell us about your Patreon. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, um, I, I have you. my Patreon, which is currently Fabulous. focused on all mini painting um i have kind of how many tiers do i have now three four i have a few <laughs> um, i can check real quick because i'm one of your patreons and i have it loaded because i was leaving a comment on something you on are Patreon. <laughs> ck is independently wealthy i don't know if anybody knew that but he's, he supports basically all of the thread raiders and uh, several of the founders of microsoft <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate have... TK very much. Um, oh, yeah, like but four on there, four, right? Four. Um, I I pretty much started it just to really afford more and put more effort into it because minis aren't really that expensive. When depending if if you get something from Reaper, they're like three four dollars each for little plastic ones, and they can go up to like ten dollars for metal. But then you start getting into like some of the higher resolution, I guess, mm -hmm. miniatures that they have. And I mean, you can get up to $200 for a single mini. Uh, I can't afford that. You can't see right now, but I'm nodding because I've been <laughs> this for a friend. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, it gets pretty exciting. We're all nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like you didn't nod. <laughs> and I very much appreciate everybody who pitches into that every month and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think the last thing I saw in there was like you were doing a neon dragon. Yeah. How did that go? The, did you finish uh, that one yet? I did. I finished mm -hmm. that. That was actually for my, I hit 4,000 followers mm -hmm. on Twitter. Um, so I did that as a giveaway 
for somebody on there, and it's from the Lasers and Liches Retroverse, yes. the Neon Dragon. We're huge fans and, of that game. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. If you would like to find out how good it is, tune in to episode three of the Thread Raiders <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so good. So good. <laughs> could totally plug in uh mage productions right there too because that's right we have a uh, retroverse episode you know when i hear the name mage productions i think about like a giant factory and like along the assembly line they're actually building mages like physically you know these like robotic mages things well we haven't announced it yet but that's exactly what we're doing <laughs> lee are you secretly uh the emperor in final fantasy 9 <laughs> yes yes i am so I did just go to your coffee page. It looks like you reached 41%, which is awesome. Ah, that's so cool. <laughs> yes. He's like, I didn't know. <laughs> You're yeah, always I, there. I try not to look at it. So what happens if you get a 3D printer? What are you going to do? I'm going to print everything. all the things, everything. <laughs> that's when you That's when you reach out to me, Lee, like, hey, TK, you have like, what, a four terabyte hard drive filled with 3D printable minis that you purchased over the past four years. <laughs> Mind hooking somebody up? Hey, yes. man. Send them over to me. I'll print them. I'll paint them. I'll send them back. And TK has like a Game of Thrones little tiny, like it's a little tiny throne for your D20. And I really want one of those. So it'd be great because he could send you that and then you could print it and then I could buy it and you could send it to me painted and I could use it. Maybe. Totally. I will do that. I did, yes. I did print one off again recently, CA. Oh, you know, I was testing out my 3D printer, and I realized I screwed up the dimensions on it, so now it's in four parts total that I have to oh. assemble. <laughs> I was like, well, I because 3D printers, you have to convert through two versions of metric, from inches to centimeters to millimeters to microns to get it to print right. Oh. I forgot that when I printed it. So I was like, <laughs> why did it only print one quarter of the bottom? <laughs> I looked at my math. I was like, oh, Uh-oh. this is going to be like two feet tall. <laughs> I can't smuggle this on a train. <laughs> I made a real chair. <laughs> the, the D20 won't fit in it. It'll fit like 30 D20s. <laughs> it's for a dice bag. <laughs> And listeners, if you donate enough money to uh, this particular Ko-Fi campaign, then uh, he can actually get the Rust-Oleum upgrade on his 3D printer, and then they just come out all ready to go. Ooh. Takes the fun out of it, though. I long have envisioned a world where everybody owns a 3D printer, and they can just buy the miniatures off of you, and then you can send them to their 3D printer and print it out right there. Honestly, if I had a 3D printer, I would have to like make like a kidney or something. I think that's so cool. (laughs) That that exists now. (laughs) Like, imagine how many lives you could save. That's amazing. That that exists now. I know, and I want to do that too. I could sit here and make kidneys all day for people. As the person who broke that news story on this (laughs) podcast, I find that fascinating. (laughs) I looked into it, CA. One of those printers is like three million dollars. Like. I need to win the lottery. And also, I'm huge into forensic anthropology, so I could make my own bones. That's amazing. Now, I need to start a <laughs> Ko-Fi <laughs> coffee <laughs> donation thing See, to get a 3D you're, printer. You're mentioning, you're mentioning things I've done for friends. I printed a friend of Velociraptor uh, claw once. <laughs> cool. I, I really want a femur bone. That would be so cool. <laughs> what kind of femur? <laughs> 
CA, if you want bones, all you have to do is turn on your private messaging on Twitter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're so funny. Oh, you're so funny. Oh. I appreciate my messages. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't don't send those CA those kind of messages, or else you you and I will have a quote unquote conversation <laughs> behind the Seven Eleven. Oh, behind the Seven Eleven. <laughs> oh my. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for you, CA, it gets upgraded. No. It's like, I bet that's where Shakespeare wrote Othello, is behind a 7-Eleven. That's where oh, all great mm, work begins. Mm, see, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so I just want to wrap up this interview by saying, uh, number one, mage production shirts are top quality and if you're the mm-hmm. kind of person who likes to tear a shirt to shreds in order to have that sexy tailgate look these are the shirts for you okay so you definitely want to take a look and second i also want to thank the teachers who taught tk and ca how to count patreon tiers uh that was not boring at all that was top-notch quality content and so uh, that was really great thank you so much It's promo time. Greetings, fellow adventurers. Fenwald Griswick here. Dice are like people. When they first arrive at your house, you're thrilled to see them, and they cooperate with your plans for world domination. But then, after about five hours or so, you develop a mutual hatred, and they deliberately screw with your stuff out of spite. Are you tired of rolling a 1 when you really needed a 12 or higher? Do your acrobatics checks look more like grasping vines? Have you been killed while casting Animal Friendship? Scientifically speaking, your dice probably aren't cursed. But why take the chance? Our presenting sponsor this week is Tabletop Loot. Tabletop Loot has a wide variety of gaming accessories, such as complete sets of dice, tote bags, t-shirts, rolling towers, and much more. They even have those pads of paper you use to write down the list of things you need to buy from the grocery store. Whether it's ending the terrible reign of an undead dragon or simply trying to climb out of a hole formerly lived in by a gelatinous cube, don't settle for substandard tools. Visit tabletoploot.com right now to see all of their amazing wares. And when you find something you like, use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout to get an even bigger discount. After all, what's the point in publicly admitting you know us if you're not going to get a little cash out of the deal? Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. This is time! I played a game from our very own Thread Raider, Death by Mage, who uh, you can actually... I got it as a Patreon a few days early, but it's up on DriveThruRBG, pay what you want. And I'll be picking it up again when I get paid, because I love supporting people. Uh, he made a choose-your-own-adventure Call of Cthulhu game. You need a D10 and a D100, or... If you're like me and don't want to break out your D100 because it's a pain in the ass to look at tiny numbers, <laughs> just a D10 and a percentile dice. Yeah, five D20s will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just break the game right there. The mathematicians in the audience are laughing and laughing. <laughs> so funny. It's really a fun game to run or to play because you play it yourself. Uh, I've played it four times. I've not survived yet. My dice hate me. <laughs> I, I thought it was because, you know, like, tabletop loot dice always like me. It's like, oh, no, because they know I'm a GM. They're like, no, no. We like players, <laughs> not you. I don't think I've ever lived through a Death by Mage game. I'm sensing a theme. There was that one. Uh... 
I mean, it's been fantastic. I've had a great time dying. <laughs> <laughs> Room six game we all lived through, kind of. <laughs> but what's really nice about it is it captures a noir feel that is true to Call of Cthulhu. Like, I would say third or fourth edition before they got to D20 and then had, like, skipped a bunch of editions of COC. Call of Cthulhu, D20. Call of Cthulhu, D20 Modern. Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. <laughs> Call of Cthulhu, ninth edition. It's like, wait, what happened? <laughs> well, you know, if Death by Mage needs miniatures, Lee could probably paint him up a few for Call of Cthulhu-type hey. characters. <laughs> I have a little tiny Cthulhu. Oh, see? <laughs> I do. So, Mage, when you listen to this, just reach out to Lee and, you know, work something out. <laughs> Obviously, you're, you're, you yourself, Mage, are an Eldritch Horror who sleeps less than I do. <laughs> and makes amazing games. I, I got through my latest playthrough today and still did not survive. <laughs> Give it time. Give it time. Third time's a charm. Next... Next time, oh, maybe fifth time, and then I'm cheating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a company out there um, called Choice of Games, and they do uh, a, a choose-your-own-adventure-style game um, that you can actually play online, like through Steam. It, it's just like the choose-your-own-adventure novels that you used to get when you went to the library, except mm-hmm. now online. Um, and I, like- I love those. Wait, is it the one where the where you flip through the pages and it tells you to go to page forty three and then you go there and it tells you if you continue yeah. on? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> oh my god, do they still make them? No, actually, because uh, every time the library buys them, the local school kids draw penises on all of the illustrations. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just too risque. It was too risque to have in the kids. I mean, section. somebody makes them, but you know, that's Death by Mage with his newest one and I've looked into a few of the ones I found. I'm part of a D&D group of men that keep asking me for them. I was like, guys, I can't find any new ones, really. Because Wizards kind of... There's a whole lawsuit thing back in the day about it. And they're like, nope, nope, you can't do this anymore. Because they were all technically owned by TSR. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we're all in shock <laughs> now. Like, really? And now we think. <laughs> that happens oh. a lot. Don't worry, I'll play music over We'll edit part. that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit out the sound, the sadness. <laughs> <laughs> gotta edit out the thinking. It's a tough beat, but somebody's gotta do it. All right, CA, what's happening on Twitter? You gotta sing the song, Grizz. It's Community Watch. <sighs> no, oh. it's Community Update. That's there right. You go. Oh, yes, I have to a little more jazzier. Here. Gotta do jazz hands, even though wrong. you can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds less like a porn <laughs> song. <laughs> so- <laughs> This week's update is me. Yay. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so. Have you, have you eaten anything recently that was both I... horrible and flaming hot? I have, actually. How do you know? Is that a fact? Huh. It's almost as if I read that somewhere. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so today, I got to do another Thread Raider pizza challenge. So exciting. Woo. So this all got started because a few months ago, somebody tagged me in a picture of pizza, which is not a surprise because I'm always tagged in pictures of pizza because I'm a thread reader. We all know thread readers love pizza. It's true. But this picture was unusual because it had pizza with bananas on it. <laughs> and the person who tagged me in it said, I promise you this is going to be delicious. 
and you have to try it. And from his country, which I forget now where it's from, it's <laughs> apparently you, they eat this all the time, and it's this wonderful, delicious meal. And I had to try it, and I was like, oh, it, all "It's right. Molly," and that's only because their other option <laughs> is to go to the local garbage dump and just find what's there. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh my god. So I was like, fine. <laughs> so I I went out and I bought a bunch of bananas and I took it to the local pizza place because they didn't have bananas. And I said, make me a pizza. <laughs> 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 Which I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed back at. <laughs> 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 and I ate this pizza live on video. <laughs> and it took off. It was pretty amazing. Um, it was actually was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I think it was cooked wrong because nobody knows how to make pizza with bananas on it, which is Still fine. Still trying to figure this out to make it perfect. Yes, and I talked to TK about it, and we're thinking maybe like a banana drizzle would probably go, but I digress. My, anyway. my thought is dehydrate the bananas before you put them in. <laughs> I tried that. I think it they have to be right. end well. I think they have to be right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just see Lee's face. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so, absolutely horrible. People started sending me things in the mail to try. And all not only pizza stuff, but also like various teas from around the world. And I've got to try all these amazing things. And I've been sending out videos and now they're becoming popular and I'm getting all these requests. So the last video I posted was pizza in a bag, <laughs> which you could buy at Walmart. And that's really weird, but I had to try it. And it's basically like pepperoni jerky... <laughs> with some spices on it in a bag <laughs> that they call pizza. I would not recommend that at all. <laughs> it's like when the astronauts go into space and they bring time with them and you have to pour water in the bag to <laughs> shake it up real quick. And then it's like having real food. My just Wal- like that. My Walmart removed pizza in the bag. It has a discontinued tag on it now because I guess they realized <laughs> it's disgusting. And I may or may not have gone to my local Walmart and said, look, don't carry this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is horrible. <laughs> so, Buzzly T. Year, uh, who's on Twitter, he ate the rest of my bag of pizza and he said he really liked it. Uh, I don't. So, it really just depends who you're coming from and what your palate likes because <laughs> that was pretty brutal for me. So, somebody tagged me recently. It was Hexen, actually, on Twitter. He tagged me in candy corn pizza. And my soul got sad at first, <laughs> but uh, Jared uh, Heath, uh, he reached out to me and said he would do this pizza challenge with me and we could work as a team to make it happen. So he went out and he purchased a whole huge bag of candy corn <laughs> and put it on top of a pizza, which I'm pretty sure not supposed to have that many candy corns on there. <laughs> And he did this challenge with me and I didn't have as many candy corns on it because I'm that type of person where you have like 10 candy corns and you're set for like a year. You know, like yeah, I'm right. good. <laughs> so yeah, you, you beat me on that. I can do like five and like, all right, I'm good till next Halloween. <laughs> oh man, I love candy corn. But on it's pizza? So good. Well, no. 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 It was very much like as if you took yams and filled it with like a bag of sugar and then slathered it with cheese and tomato sauce. It was really, really (laughs) bad. And I would not recommend it to anyone. So the video is out there now. So you can watch it live (laughs) Um, because it's always recommended. And I feel like since you guys are sending me these things that, you know, I should show them to you. So that was what happened this week. 
Please don't do the cinnamon challenge. <laughs> this is an extremely <laughs> dangerous thing. I would like not to lose any of my co-hosts. <laughs> I won't. I mean, yeah, there there are certain things you just don't put on pizza. There's a hot pepper. I did try uh, South Korean scorpion pepper pizza once. Ooh, I don't do it. Oh, what? No. Just don't. Why? How are you alive? I have a stomach of steel, apparently, and... Uh, <laughs> The place had to sign a waiver to get the slice. Like, you have to sign this. It was like a two-page waiver. I could just picture your face stuck in oh my god status for like a week. (laughs) No, it was actually because I like hot food. I like spicy. It was a religious experience on this pizza. (laughs) Then it turned into I went to go to the bathroom because I had a few beers because they're like, oh, you get a because you finished the entire slice in under a minute. Like, I like pizza. Like, oh, we'll give you free beer. So they kept pouring my beers. And like, I'm going to run to the bathroom. I got stopped by a paramedic who handed me wet wipes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> like, wipe your hands first. <laughs> because we already took someone to the hospital today. <laughs> like, what? What? Because <laughs> if you touch your hoo-hoo while you're in the in the restroom... Uh, it's very bad. That's very bad. <laughs> very, very bad. I like how Grizz starts to say it like, is anyone going to stop me by the time I reach the end of this sentence? <laughs> We're like, no, go ahead. You're good. Think of the ratings, people. Interrupt me, <laughs> goddammit. No, it's on. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in Spider-Man where Spider-Man gets bit by the spider and that's how he gets his powers and it's like a special spider? <laughs> <laughs> TK's father. That's the story of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> of course we know that. All right. Good. We're, I'm among friends. I missed that part. I'm sorry. I mean, I it mean... could be that he's, a spi- he's Spider-Man because he just has a fetish for spiders. It's only like 60 seconds long. You might have gone to the bathroom or cooked yourself some Spam sandwich or something. <laughs> <laughs> As you said it, I was like waiting for like new information to be in that sentence. And it <laughs> Not that this is going to be in the podcast because this joke is falling to shit, but oh, TK's so ahead, father yes. was bitten by an eel, an electric Which we eel. bring up every episode because it's so exciting. Yes. <laughs> and so now he has a stomach of steel, which I think is somehow related. And that fact helped us answer <laughs> tea time fact. I'm so excited. Yes, we're moving on. Oh, TK, you're one of our favorite people. <laughs> so so that ex- that explains everything. I'm just, you know, my weird mutant abilities, the fact that I don't get electrocuted. Why you have all that money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's tea time. Tea time. Nolly, you ready? Tea time. <laughs> Yay, tea time. I have no idea what's going so on. Cute. The, the, the tea time is great, and uh, I do horrible at this, so you and CA have to win. It's dirty water tea time. <laughs> it yes. is. Dirty plant water. Dirty so plant Grizzix, water. So, Grizzix, tell me how we play this game. So, here's how this works. There is an unnamed tea brand out there in the world, and for funsies, <laughs> they have written facts uh, underneath of the lids of their beverages. Okay. And so what we have done is we have drank and drank and drank, 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 drank until we could get um, seven of them. First of all, you said we. It is I. Wait, there are <laughs> many people contributing you to this. You have never. That is not true the at dirty all. Tea. That no. is not true at all. How many, how many caps have you donated to this month? Uh, three. Exactly. <laughs> and they're not even tea caps. <laughs> You're welcome, unnamed tea brand. <laughs> 
I will present seven of them here. I will read you the fact, and then you will decide whether it is true, false, or huh? Llama. All I'm saying. <laughs> and if you win, there's this huge celebration on the podcast. It's a really big deal. If you lose, oh, man. there's this huge celebration that we celebrate on the podcast. <laughs> 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 I have a cup full of glitter here. It gets thrown at my computer screen whenever somebody wins this game. And I can get kind of competitive, but <laughs> I do like you, Lee, so I think it's okay. All right. I all think right. I'll keep it cool. I'll catch keep on cool. fire, Grizz, because all the glitter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what sucks is I have to scoop up the glitter afterwards because I can only afford so much. Uh, yeah, cleaning that. Mm, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> no. All right. So, Lee, does all that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. All right. Well, then all here right. we go. Let's do this. Do it. Snap cap fact number 1156. Benjamin Harrison was the first president to have electricity in the White House. However, he was so scared of getting electrocuted, he'd never touch the light switches himself. That fit on a cap? It did. It is, in fact, the <laughs> longest in character length of all the currently deployed snap cap facts. Like, what size font is that? I'm going to uh, say false, because that's just weird. Yeah, but there are weird true. people. It's got to be true. It's got to be true. Okay. Mm. It's a lot of words. It is a lot of words. <laughs> if, I you, mean, if you're going to lie, you. keep it short. Why? Do, that's how they get you. <laughs> right, yeah. Why put all these words on there if it's not true? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I kind of want it to be true. That would be very interesting, and I'd remember this fact forever, as opposed to if it's not, I wouldn't. Oh. Um, I'll go true. I'll go with Lee on this one. Hey. All right. Hey. And the answer is true. Ah, woo! Woo! Wow. Victory. He's a horrible president. <laughs> 1,000 miniatures. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Next thing you know, Lee's house is just filled with miniatures magically. He's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> what the hell? My cats would be so happy. <laughs> By the middle of the 1800s, which was around the time of the Civil War, uh, people, generally speaking, understood what electricity was. It was the lightning that came from the sky that killed you in the middle of the day. So when people began talking about how they could deploy that in your house... <laughs> you say that facts are seriously. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what that is. That's the death light from the sky. That's right. Someone pissed off Zeus again. <laughs> Most people have been had spent their time trying to route it into the ground via a lightning rod. However, somebody decided to bring it indoors. And uh, that was around the time when it was installed into the White House. President Harrison and his wife were both deathly afraid of being electrocuted uh, by touching the light switches. And so they had only the servants touch the light switches in the house. So it's okay if a servant dies, but nope, I'm the president. Yes. Can't die. They were simpler times. <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 1137. Eight presidents have died while in office. I'm going to say true. I want to know all the presidents, TK. <laughs> <laughs> I want to top my head I'm just JFK. kidding. <laughs> Lincoln. Then, uh, I think Link President Tyler. Lincoln died. Oh, man. My history is terrible. I'm going to say false. I've got three. Ask <laughs> me something about, like, you know, ancient Roman history. I'm good. Ask me about the presidents. Like, I haven't memorized this. So it doesn't mean assassinated. It could be dead in general. It could be dead in general. Could it be, like, 
is it just presidents that were in office at the time that died or people Correct. who were presidents <laughs> like afterward that died? <laughs> Eight died while in office. All right, so in office. Right. To be very specific, these, these caps can be tricky. You're right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with false. Okay. Because when was this cap made? Maybe there was a president that died since then. <laughs> How old is this cap? Very good. You caught our sneaky cap of the day. This cap was produced in 1890, and so they had no idea. <laughs> See, Only one it. president died in office in 1990, you. I think. I want to win. All right. That's enough merriment. <laughs> and the answer is true. Oh, no. TK. I should have followed you. <laughs> One well, thousand minutes. The past few times it's failed. <laughs> <laughs> there have been four assassinations and there have been four nonviolent deaths. Uh, TK, would you like to take a shot at the four assassinations? <gasps> I know of Kennedy, yep. Lincoln, yep. and I think Johnson because of a duel, but that's all I can remember off the top of my head. It wasn't Johnson. Uh, Garfield and McKinley all died via ah. assassination. <sighs> Teddy Roosevelt was actually shot during an assassination attempt one time and continued to give the speech. That's how badass he was. Uh, however, he survived that assassination attempt. I mean, they named Damn. the fucking Rough Riders after Roosevelt. That, <laughs> yeah. he, that entire Marine Spec Ops unit is named after a president. <laughs> He's a good guy. Good guy. The nonviolent presidents were FDR, who died of a stroke, Warren G. Harding, who uh, died of a heart attack, Zach Taylor, who died of cholera and or food poisoning, uh, not from cherries, for those of you who are wondering. And William Henry Harrison, <laughs> who, of course, we have talked about on this show before, who died in 1841 from the sniffles. <laughs> that's what a like, way to tone that death down. That's because he was a punk. And the sniffles. <laughs> little baby sniffles just died. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. Snapcap <laughs> fact number 1013. It is illegal to sing off-key... In North Carolina. I'm going to say true, because they have weird laws there. I mean, in PA, we have weird laws, but they have weirder laws. Well, we discovered Missouri how that went. Yeah. <laughs> 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 to sing off key, like anywhere? Anywhere in North Carolina. I will also say true, okay. being from the South. Sure. I'm going to yeah. stick with true. So weird. How south is your South, Ali? I am in Georgia. All right, that's acceptable answer. Yeah. It's pretty south. I feel like, like, why would it be on a cap if not, if it's not true? <laughs> like that, that's a pretty weird fact to make up. Because uh, we got some weird laws, like scaring horses. You have to take apart your car and bury it so the horse isn't scared anymore. I'm going to go with, huh? What? All right. Our first hunt of the day. And the answer is false. Oh. Wow. Oh. None of us got it. <laughs> wah, wah. So, uh, wah. <laughs> this is a myth. <laughs> and it came about because in the 1800s, there was a drunk who was arrested and fined for singing, quote, loudly and poorly in public. Close quote. <laughs> <laughs> How else do you sing drunk? Wow. In the 1800s, police officers had a lot more in the way of leeway of what they could write in the report. There were a lot of jokes and snide comments. It was a lot less professional back then. And so when the drunk got a copy of his report, uh, which, of course, was read out in court, 
uh, it was very funny. And so people began talking about how he was arrested for being uh, you know, off key in his singing. Uh, but that is actually not why he was arrested. He was arrested for drunken, disorderly conduct. It's still better than the worry squirrel. That's weird. <laughs> Can't worry a squirrel. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. <laughs> you can. It was Missouri, right? That's correct. Yes. You cannot worry a squirrel in Missouri. Mm. Yes. Wow. I would have been arrested so many times. <laughs> I always worried the squirrels. <laughs> our favorite pastime <laughs> it's just it's, what i do it's a thing i mean a squirrel looks at me i yeah. have to chase it i'm sorry <laughs> right I, I mean, what i'm else like a dog do squirrels <laughs> snap cap fact number 897 the mayflower only held 102 people i'm gonna say false okay hmm. do you think it's more or less i think it's more because okay. crew and then yeah, the does people. that include crew? Well, they're people. Uh, yeah, it are says a hundred and two people. <laughs> I mean, are they pirates? <laughs> what kind eh. of people? People. Um, I'm gonna also say false. Okay, that seems low to it, me. I know it takes about twenty to. 40 people to run one of those old boats. Right. Are we allowed to know what the boat was carrying? You want the entire... Uh, what was in the <laughs> hold I, of the Mayflower? I would like Can to I get the, the manifesto. For 48 me to pounds how many of flour. <laughs> they had 68 pounds of seeds. They had 16 uh, outfits that they had to rotate between all the people. <laughs> I'm going to go with false. All right. And the answer is false. Yay! Hey. You knew that flower was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> the 102 people that you hear in high school is actually 102 passengers. It does not include the 30 crew. And so when you add those two oh, together, it is 132 right. people. Mm. <laughs> Good job, Lee. Hey. Yes. Well deduced. <laughs> I mean, mine was more scientific because it was flower-based. <laughs> <laughs> Your I mean, logic totally the, took the cake well, on this one. <laughs> I mean, we already got to find that. I got to find that guy who, uh, you know, trying to just credit Grizz's Fibonacci sequence and, you know, have a, have a conversation with him about the sunflowers. Good luck finding that guy. <laughs> who would risk their career to come on this show? Oh, boy, let me tell you. <laughs> well, not on the show. Started again. Don't get him started. Uh, I mean, we're just going to have to talk and then he'll realize he's wrong. <laughs> Wait, we have to tell the score. So everyone is at 2,000 miniatures. <laughs> so Eight. good. So we're tied. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like we're starting again. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Snap cap fact number 812. 111,111,111 times 111,111,111 equals 12 quintillion, 345 trillion, 678,987,654,321, or 1234567898765432121. Wait a minute. Did you write this cap? <laughs> yeah. I'm going I I got lost like midway through that. This yeah, cap is out of spite for you saying something about my Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> I'm agreeing with your Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> no, it's like, too late. 
I That's just, a lot of numbers. Like, I feel like it's as complicated as when Lee is trying to paint the tiniest little pupil on the smallest <laughs> miniature ever <laughs> is how small that print is on the Snapple cap. I would take painting tiny pupils over all those numbers any day. Well, so you can I, feel free I didn't to even use a calculator if you want. A question in there. I, I just heard numbers. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to determine if those numbers add up to something. One 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 times one 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 equals one two three four five six seven eight nine eight seven six five four three two one. Negative. False. True. Okay. Oh, Lee was so confident about it. Like, so yes. confident. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh, think about it. All ones times all ones. I don't think the T people would know this answer accurately. <laughs> so, <laughs> no faith in the T people. Dirty T people. <laughs> I feel that it would be people. false. <laughs> We have shown such disdain for for the unnamed tea brand. <laughs> but we love you, and if you'd like to sponsor Thread Readers, that's right. Yes, always we're contact available. us at any time. You can private message two out of three of us on Twitter at any time. Oh, and no. the answer is true. Son of a. No, Lee, no. Wait, TK, what did you say? You said false? Yeah, because like, wait, all oh, the ones times all the ones. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Should no. equal one. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why this is interesting is because uh, it's not really. <laughs> one 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 is a palindrome, and one two three four five six seven eight nine eight seven six oh, five three two one. Oh, you love palindrome. Is also a palindrome, so that's a palindrome times a palindrome, which equals a palindrome. Wow. Yes. I do love palindromes. <laughs> if only I had more time on my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I could have figured that out. <laughs> I am wow. a man with a plan and a canal. <laughs> <laughs> Snap cap fact number one. <laughs> Snap cap fact number 1335. There are only 18 minutes of total action in the average baseball game. Well, I can believe that to be true. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say true. I've been to a baseball game. It was not that entertaining. No, it's my least favorite sport. But what qualifies as baseball action? Pitches, hits, fielding, and running during a home run. It does not mm. include fighting or people standing around doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so 80% of a baseball game is just people standing around doing nothing. In that case, definitely true. All right. Average is 18 minutes of action. I don't know sports. I mean, what's the time frame on these caps? Uh, This cap was printed in 2013. Is baseball more interesting now than it was then? No, it's really not. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mathematically speaking, no. (laughs) Well, I mean, the length of baseball games change also but it's just the average is 18 minutes correct it is pretty boring all right i'll go with true all right and the answer is true Yay! 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 points all around the average time of baseball game is three hours and five minutes so of that 18 minutes is uh infinitesimal if you think about it that way 
the way that this cap came to came about, uh, the Genesis was a Wall Street Journal article in which uh, the writer actually sat down for multiple baseball games uh, and end of like six. So it wasn't, you know, for an entire season or anything like that. But basically, he sat down and actually calculated it out um, to find out and then averaged it out to 18 minutes. So if you look at it that way, it might be a little bit dubious. However, PolitiFact in 2018, specifically in April of this year, went back and revisited uh, that after they read the Snapple cap. And they have determined, uh, having watched many, many more baseball games, that that is an accurate number. Huh. Which is why I drink at baseball games. That's <laughs> <laughs> why the players drink at baseball games. <laughs> this non-fight wow. fielding event is sponsored by Unnamed Tea Brand. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Snapcap fact number 1477. All right, TK. This is it. Franz used the guillotine as recently as 1977. Ugh. Oh. I feel like I should know this because this is a weird hobby of mine. Guillotines? <laughs> Capital punishment? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> French? Where are we going with this? Public death? Yes, please tell us, TK. Uh, no, I, uh, I really do. Like, like one of my weird hobbies is looking up torture and how various countries did it over the years for D&D campaigns. Sure. Mm-hmm. It explains so much. <laughs> it explains the, <laughs> co- the, the carnival of horrors, which you guys escaped from one of the rooms that I was really excited yes. for. By I have a patch that lets me open a portal anywhere. God damn it. <laughs> Aww, I was so proud of that, too. I was like, oh, yeah, what you going to do? And then we like all died. <laughs> I'm going to say hmm. uh, true, if I remember correctly. Okay. So like, mm. like trying it out where? Like Did public? somebody die? Or is this like a melon thing? Use the guillotine. <laughs> the melon thing. <laughs> Isn't that what they do with them? They cut melon? <laughs> they do. They do. All well, the yeah. melons. Nowadays All they the do. Melon. Because you can't do it for the other thing anymore. Like, I feel right. as though while they were creating it, because this is the creator of the guillotine, right? I don't know this fool. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> France, the country of France. Yes. Used the France guillotine as, as recently as 1977. Oh, the all of France. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I've been there. I met those people. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> so, true? But it's it's the they date that's tricky. I, 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 I still think dates. true because I remember reading up on uh, a bunch of, like I said, weird hobby. Uh, France has, like, the weird... They're one of the last countries to, well, aside from us, to abolish the death penalty. I'm going to go with false. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And the answer is true. Oh, no. Weird hobbies for the win. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. Hamida Jandabudi uh, was a Tunisian agricultural worker who moved to Marseille, France. No, no, stop, stop. I'm sorry. What was the name, Chris? <laughs> Don't make me do it again. Oh, you know you got to do it One again. One more time. Hamida Jandabudi. Jandabudi. Hamida Jandabudi, you too. Good. You're good. Was a Tunisian agricultural worker who moved to Marseille, France. Uh, in the uh, 1950s, uh, while he was there, he became a kidnapper, 
torturer and murderer uh, when he killed his 22-year-old ex-girlfriend, um, Elizabeth Bosque. Um, he was sentenced to death in February 1977 and died September the 10th, 1977, the last person to be guillotined in France. Uh, France was actually the uh, place where the guillotine was invented. Um, it's named after Dr. Guillotine. However, he was not the person who invented it. He merely suggested it to the Estates General. Uh, but then they found a German engineer, Tobias Schmidt, who in 1791 actually created the item. Uh, used most famously during the Reign of Terror, uh, which was you know uh, when they guillotined many, many people. Um, one of the most famous people from the Reign of Terror, who you might not realize is from that era, is uh, Madame Tussaud, who is from uh, the Tussaud's Waxworks, uh, Madame Tussaud's uh, Wax Museum. Uh, she actually used to go through the piles of heads uh, from the Reign of Terror and pick out the ones that were most interesting. And then she, uh, you know, turned them into wax. Ugh. True, true thing. Weird. People are weird. Why isn't yeah. that on a cap? <laughs> It may be. I just might not have drank it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, you won. Yay. Yes. Woo. So this means Lee is going to paint 5,000 <laughs> miniatures. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and glitter on the screen. <laughs> ah. Like on the packs. Grizz is going to bring his computer out and be like, hey, um, so <laughs> all that glitter, it's just not working anymore. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need to clean this up. We are controlling transmission. And now it's time for What's in the Box? What's in the Box? Uh, part of our show where I read a story aloud and ask my co host and our guest uh, to fill in the blank and tell me what is in the box which appears in the story. Everybody ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. As dawn breaks over the nappy fur coats of the yak pen, you find yourself being licked awake by Molly, your rental yak. <laughs> Though it's only been a few days, standing at Molly's side is a significantly larger mini Molly. Oh. Mini Molly. Whoops. Growing like a plant, that one. <laughs> Having wasted the opportunity to escape in the night, you now hunker down in the pen waiting for nightfall and a second chance to abscond. But that plan is obliterated by an unforeseen twist. About two hours after your fifth game of hooker versus the dried parrot you keep in your bottomless saddle of holding for just such an occasion, you observe some excitement in the pirate's communal courtyard. Somewhere upward of a hundred armed men and women begin to congregate. Whispers and suggestions you overhear from your position suggest that the lot of them are going out to plunder. This may be a fortuitous chance at a clean getaway. Based on the rumbling of your stomach, it isn't until around noontime that a smaller crowd of heavily armed bodyguards and other dignitaries approaches from the fort on the hill. Instinctively, the pirates who were formerly milling about now gather in a circle welcoming this new group to the courtyard with claps and whistles. Pistols fire into the air, and a small, wiry man is hoisted up on top of a series of shipping crates being used as an impromptu dais. A deafening silence falls over the whole of the island as everyone waits for his words. Powacy. Powacy is what brings us together. <laughs> 
That man is immediately ripped from the crates amidst a cloud of boos and hisses. He is then replaced with a tall, hulking beast of a man, adorned with dreadlocks and all manner of tattoos. You can tell from your dozens of run-ins with pirates and the new man's massive poofy hat that this is the king of this particular brood of cutthroats. Stow your tongues, you scurvy dogs. At first you are just as drawn in as everyone else, but soon your eye drifts downward towards the very tall crate the speaker is standing on. It's a shipping crate, similar to the others you found while escaping from prison, though much longer and made from a different, redder type of wood. Far too long. We have called this one island our home. But one island is no longer grand enough for the likes of us. He fires his pistols into the air again. You get the impression that this is an incredible speech by the hooting and hollering, but all you can think about are the contents of the crate, which stands about as tall as a standard human. Those smoothie-swilling paper-munchers of Pelscar dare to claim themselves equal to the likes of us. More hooting and hollering. I said more hooting and hollering. Hoot, hoot, holler. There it is. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Hoot and holler. Ow! <laughs> you think maybe the crate has rifles or other long weapons like swords or lances. It would make sense given the company. The craven swamp sows of Pelscar dare to take from the sea that which belongs to the likes of us. <laughs> the crowd grows so it, loud Chris. that you can barely concentrate on the box. <laughs> you think that it could contain several dozen armor pieces or maybe a small harp. <laughs> it's time for us to take that which is ours. It's time for us to accept payment for goods which were taken from our hands. Payment in blood. The crowd pushes in tighter and tighter, seduced into a frenzy. Their shared love of pirating, pulling them towards their leader like a whirlpool. It makes it hard to see the crate, but luckily you have stunningly accurate short-term memory. <laughs> now is the time for action. Now is the time for destiny. Man the battle yaks! <laughs> Man the battle yaks! The entire crowd turns in unison and runs straight at you. You dive into the pit, grabbing up your dead parrot and what's left of your game of poker. <laughs> Not the parrot. Not the parrot. Son of a bitch had triple jacks. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear that he was cheating, but you'll deal with that later. The gates of the yak pen are torn open and screaming, foaming pirates begin mounting and then riding off with your only source of cover. One by one, the yaks disappear until only two remain. Two yaks for the very last pirate. Come, you whack. We will ride into battle. Together. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. No. Just like that. Forever. Hello, episode 37. <laughs> Th this drunken train wreck mounts your rental yak and guides her towards the ship her and you as you have cleverly hidden yourself under molly's fluffy coat by tying several ropes around molly her bottomless saddle and yourself mini moll much more nimble on her legs hovers closely <laughs> behind as you join the procession of beasts and buccaneers waiting to board several pirate ships Luck throws you yet another bone. 
six men sidle up alongside Molly carrying the fabulously delicious crate you've been obsessing over for nearly ten minutes. They stand in place getting ready for their chance to get on board. From your position, you can see that while most of the box is pristine and well taken care of, the pirates have mangled the side nearest to you, and there are several loose boards. With hands of lightning, you remove a board and take a peek. My question for you is this. What's in the box? All right. Let's get our thinking caps on. TK, what's in your box? In, in my box, there's a smaller box. It is jewel-encrusted, and it has writing on it. Do not open unless you possess all pieces. You don't know what that means, so you, you know, we're going to open the box anyway. <laughs> Lock is broken on it. As you open the box, is a the, the tiny box inside the box is a ruby necklace that pulses and calls to you. You, you feel like this necklace wants you and only you. And you take it out and put it on and you hear a voice. Find my motivation sticks and my corset <laughs> and you shall truly possess my power. I think I hear the voice of TK. Stop right there. Yes, Talking that is definitely me. not the voice that asked me for a corset. <laughs> Getting character, man. Uh, yeah, TK, we're gonna we're gonna need a voice on that. I don't know if I can do that voice. Do you need Do you need me to do my Marilyn? Is that what this is? <laughs> yes, what, yes, do, we do. what does the necklace say? <laughs> we need some motivational sticks. The we motivational need some sticks. motivational sticks. <laughs> and okay. the corset in order and to corset. gain its power. And my corset? Um, yes, and your corset. <laughs> to gain my power. All right, here goes. <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> we need some motivational sticks and my corset to gain my power. <laughs> Is that accurate? Is that what it yeah. sounded like? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. And you can't remove the necklace because as you try to, you hear, if you remove me, everything within a 2,000-mile radius will be dust. Damn. It's another glitter bomb. <laughs> and as you turn the necklace over, you see property of the innuendo queen. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's a good one. Well, we have a you probably don't know this, Lee, but we have a bone to pick with her because uh, her people kidnapped us and sold us to pirates. That's how we got here. So, <laughs> it's all coming that's, about. That's, that's great. What they do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. keep that in mind. Keep Scale of one out. to ten, ten being completely and one being barely. Uh, how much gold is in this necklace? Oh, the, the entire necklace, the setting, except for the ruby, it's all made of gold. So like a nine? Ooh. I'd say a nine. Okay. When I look into the ruby, do I see anything, or is it just a gemstone? You see a wild party filled with debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to have to pause here for a minute. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Twelve seconds later. And we're back. That level of debauchery. My God. <laughs> you dirty bird. I'm glad we cut that out of the podcast. Moving on. CA, <laughs> what's in your box? A leper. <laughs> just, just like that. It's, 
There it is. is he <laughs> alive or dead? He's alive. <laughs> All right. Which parts of him are missing? <laughs> <laughs> He's missing some fingers and pieces of his face is a little bit missing. Fingers and face? He's been crammed in this box a little bit, so he's a little bent. <laughs> <laughs> and he's kind of gasping. Is his name Hancock? <laughs> Are you going to talk to my leper? <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is we're surrounded by pirates. No. Yeah, I go, Psst, buddy, you <laughs> Is that your elbow? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, not his elbow. He just you just see it. It. you just see it fall to the floor. And just <laughs> I, just, I just start trying to push him back in the box. <laughs> Fingernails are rolling out. Get back in there. No. <laughs> so he pulls out his mangy hand, and inside is a vial that glows this bright green color. Take this. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember captain jack sparrow's face every time that somebody tries to hand him something that he doesn't want mm-hmm. it's that exact yep. <laughs> but for the sake of continuity and our ratings i will accept your vial uh <laughs> does his hand come with it or <laughs> you get like a fingernail but the hand stays intact so i clean out i have a, a piece of broccoli in my teeth i clean that out with the nail and dispose of it Ew. So you're, you're thinking, uh, you're thinking zombie, yeah, not sure. leper for the hand. It's infectious, you know. <laughs> so now we have uh, leprosy. Thank you. Yes. I'm covered in sparkles and now you have leprosy. <laughs> what did you? What are you doing? I gave my voice to piracy. Uh, why not the rest of me? So the leper says to you, one drop to kill them all. Ooh. It's a get out of jail free card. Throw it. <laughs> Throw it. <laughs> Where was this one episode ago? Could you put a few drops of that on this rag here? Just don't question why. (laughs) Are you going to use it against the pirates? No. I'm one of the all. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be standing either well above the pirates or well leeward, not in their immediate vicinity. Cthulhu exists in this world now. If you drop it into the water. (laughs) So with one drop, you could take out an army of a thousand um, with all types of skin sores, and it creates sure. nerve damage in the body. A leprosy distribution system. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Bleh>. <laughs> all right, Lee, it's your turn. All right. Yeah, Lee, you get the hang of this yet? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. I'm ready. I'm ready. What's in your I'm box? I'm going to. in the box. I'm opening right. the box. Inside the box, you find a obsidian stone about the size of the palm of your hand. There is a glowing swirl of a golden mist kind of held within the stone. Ooh. Mesmerized. Are you going to pick it up? I've seen this movie. The bard dies first. I'm hauling ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always the bard. It's fine. (laughs) Do I get the impression that uh, this is actually... Uh, some form of glitter trapped inside this stone because I'm oh. still dusting myself off from the last that time we had glitter on the show. can't happen twice. <laughs> You're pretty confident that it's trapped within the stone. Okay, good. <laughs> I need you to me an insight, Grizz, to, to see if there's glitter. So this box is like six foot by four foot by four foot, so I like reach around on the inside, and the guys <laughs> who are holding the box, it's like rocking up and down, and they're like, what's going on here? <laughs> 
It's a box. It must be the leopard. It must be the leopard. Pretty active for a guy with no knee. <laughs> His leg fell off. It's just kind of rolled around in there. And I come up with the obsidian stone. It's in my hand. All right. So you, you gaze into it, and the swirl creates a crude kind of image of what it is that you want most. Is it debauchery? What is that? It's more debauchery, isn't it? <laughs> is, is that what you want most? Is that what you want most? <laughs> it's him dressed like Marilyn. <laughs> a bunch of people around swigging on portable planks. Did you hear what TK told us about the debauchery that was going on in his necklace? I feel like more of that might be uh, make the world a better place. I mean, yeah. So it shows you what you want, but how do you get it? Rub it. As <laughs> after a few seconds of showing this kind of crude representation of debauchery, it then turns into an arrow and points directly at your necklace. That's funny because what I really wanted most was a gas mask because I'm literally hanging underneath of a yak. <laughs> But my own necklace, I could want that too. Sure, why not? I mean, if you you, you could always break the necklace and there'll be debauchery, but... I, I grab the necklace and I give it to TK. TK, look in it. What, is, what, do, what do you got? <laughs> I look in the necklace and I'm like, hey, I know those people. That guy has 20 bucks. For those of you who are wondering at home, uh, CA and TK are strapped to a yak, one yak up in line. So they're like right there. <laughs> I didn't mention that in the story, but it was kind of a given. We have an assembly line going with these yaks. <laughs> it's escape by committee. Yeah, we have a problem. <laughs> Is it a problem though? No, not for me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look down. Start like, a yak farm. <laughs> <laughs> if I hold your obsidian stone to TK's ruby necklace, uh, does anything happen Ooh. there? Um, the arrow pulses as you get closer to what it is that you want. Loud enough that people might hear it, or is it an, is it going to be okay? <laughs> it's more in vibrate mode right sure, now. Sure, yeah. yeah, I feel like the world will explode if you keep them together. <laughs> that's a good idea. At all vibrating debauchery. <laughs> I I think obsidian wins for me. Yeah, I'm gonna give that my vote. Mm. What about you, Grizz? Well, it's a shame that none of you count because uh, I'm afraid that (laughs) (laughs) the leaning dead, the leaning dead is absolutely uh, our winner for the week. So congratulations to CA. Yay! (laughs) You did very well. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, my time as a pirate captain is leaving me hoarse. So let's close this one out. (laughs) November 2nd to the 4th, we have the Extra Life Fundraiser. Woo! Yeah! 48 hours of madness. Yes! TK, describe it to me. Uh, It will be a bunch of games. I mean, we're starting at 4 p.m. with Dueling DMs. And after that, Danny, uh, Maruska, and Ninja will be running a game. And then I believe Rick, the GM, is running a game. David O. Steele was going to run one, but he switched his time slots. Mm -hmm. I will be. Mets girl will be running a game of a bunch of great mods and people who will be cheerleading for us. I'll be running mm. one of my TPK theater games, which yes. I cannot wait because there will be lots of death. I'm making everybody five characters. I'm guessing none of them will survive. I've played in <laughs> one of my own TPK theater games. 
I didn't survive and I wrote the damn thing. <laughs> and then we'll be wrapping it all up with a wonderful tabletop loot stream called Loot the Table. And as an extra little bit of bonus, um, uh, TK's wife is going to bite him in the neck in the middle of the stream. So you'll have to watch for that, okay? And all of this is for children. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> come hang out with us November 2nd to the 4th. Uh, all the proceeds that we make go directly to Children's Hospital. But you don't have to wait until the fundraising event. You can actually do it ahead of time. Uh, so just go to the Extra Life website, which we will connect here to the podcast Correct. episode. You can click on it and you can donate to Thread Readers today. Or you can donate to any of the wonderful groups that are on there who are also supporting the cause. Uh, it's extra-life.org. Uh, you can type mm-hmm. our name or any name you want into the search box and uh, you know help out charity. November 30th to December the 2nd, PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia. Yay! Yes. Yay. We will be there. I will be He's there. Be there. CA will be there. Lee, we're so going to hang excited. out with you. We're yes. so excited. We better. Also, uh, Lasers and Liches, uh, I know at least part of the mm-hmm. duo will be there. Yep. I'll be playing in one of their games. I'm so excited. See, Lee doesn't know this yet, but I have a group of people who are coming with their miniatures, and he's going to teach us how to paint them. <laughs> oh, I am down for that. Let's yes. do that. Would you Let's really? Because that would totally. be amazing. One hundred percent. Also, Yay. like one third. I think you're in Terminally Nerdy's Discord, Lee. I am. Uh, like yeah. one third of the Discord lives in Philly, so they're all going to be there. <laughs> oh wow! There's so many people going. It's going to be. A blast. Not only that, but TK's bringing uh, illicit beverages from uh, <laughs> Amish country. Ooh. I have to uh, yes. smuggle some pib across the uh, county lines, you know, in the pibless country. <laughs> if they ask to see my papers, I'm just going to punch them in the throat. There's literally <laughs> one soda machine in all of Pennsylvania that has Mr. Pib in it, and it's at our movie theater. <laughs> but you have to pay like $20 yeah, right. to get into the movies and then get the soda. So what? TK is going to bring the soda cans. I'm very excited. Yeah. I was just going to bring That's a bunch fantastic. of like three liters because I work across from a grocery store that sells them like three for five all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then on December the 28th, we are having the best of Thread Raiders countdown. Uh, we all will be off that week for Christmas uh, slash New Year's. And so we'll be putting together a, uh, a super long uh, but super hilarious uh, set of all of our <laughs> best highlights. Uh, all our bloopers all of our bloopers so you can uh, tune in for that yes and lee what do you got going on oh man uh let's see all of my lovely mage production stuff we launch a new episode on our podcast every monday you can check that out on all of your favorite podcast listening forms um Mm -hmm. mage productions um, I will be guesting on the North by Northwest podcast. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I will be playing cool. a Lauren over there. He's a half elf ranger rogue. Hmm. Super excited for that. That is cool. Yeah. 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 I get to play. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any miniatures going up on eBay? <laughs> uh, no, no miniatures right now. And I've closed down my commissions right now. I'm trying to catch up. Uh, just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. 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 And then I'll be at PAX Unplugged. Yay. Yay. And I have a feeling at PAX, uh, I will be videotaping us for posterity's sake. Because I have a feeling the, the amount of awesome we'll just rip the world into. Then we're going <laughs> to see like clones of ourselves walking around. 
if you see a clone TK, because I'm actually getting a name tag written up. It's like, hello, I'm TK at Kentos88. And I'm just going to start hanging up business cards to people. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also be cosplaying as Gritty, the um, Flyers mascot that came out. I will be cosplaying as that for PAX Unplugged. That's so, so creepy. Come see I know, me, right? killer Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Don't be afraid C- to say hi. CA has mentioned there are people who have called off at her work because they're afraid of her mad cosplaying skills of playing a They Muppet. are. Yeah, I'm wearing mm. it to work for Halloween. That's how this yeah. all got started. No. ESPN has a host. Her name is Katie Nolan, and she has a show that's like a, a late night show, but it's all sports related. And she actually talks about Gritty and uh, about like the some of the like worst mascots that there are in the league right now. It's a really funny show. You can actually watch it on YouTube because they post their shows on YouTube. Um, and That's so I cool. would highly recommend that, uh, especially because mm-hmm. I mean, she just tears Gritty down. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and now I'm currently working on the eyes. That's creepy because mm. I typed in <laughs> where to buy puppet eyes. And then that takes you to the very dark interwebs <laughs> of terror. <laughs> 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 would not recommend it at all. So I'm just going to make them myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta give you one last plug Lee before we sign off check out Lee's Patreon and his coffee mm-hmm. let's yeah. get this man a 3D printer yes so can let's do that work. let's do that I'll even spring for the Rust-Oleum upgrade how about that yes <laughs> alright all right. the yeah. best so with that dear <laughs> listeners thank you so much for listening to our show uh, we hope you enjoyed it uh, I also want to thank uh, my co-host and also our guest for this week GM Lee Thanks for having me on. Who you can find on Twitter at uh, Shimmer Wind Isle and also at uh, www.mageproductions.com. Uh, yes. You can also visit him on Patreon, uh, he, where he's GM Lee, and on Kofi, uh, where he's also GM Lee. And Twitch. Yep. And Twitch. Oh, on Twitch. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Is that GM Lee? It is, yeah. GM Lee is taken on Twitter. So. <laughs> well, we, it's we hit fine. that guy. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's not as cool as you, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we also want to thank our steadfast sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, if you go to Tabletop Loot today and find something uh, that you enjoy and would like to purchase, make sure you put in the code THREADRAIDERS to receive a little bit of a discount. And if you enjoyed our show, please tell your friends. If you could give us a tweet, that would really help us out. And you can find out more about the Thread Raiders on ThreadRaiders.com, including links to our Twitter, Instagram, uh, now to our Discord, etc., etc., etc.